Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Take a little listen to Nicola Sturgeon, the leader of the Scottish National Party, speaking earlier today about the calling of a Scottish independence referendum, which has been struck down, the hopes for which have been struck down, it looks like, by the UK Supreme Court. The next national election scheduled for Scotland is, of course, the UK general election, making that both the first and the most obvious opportunity to seek what I described back in June as a de facto referendum. In this case for the SNP, that will be to establish, just as in a referendum, majority support in Scotland for independence so that we can then achieve independence. That was Nicola Sturgeon speaking a little bit earlier today. Her party colleague, the SNP's Shadow Culture Secretary, uh, John Nicholson, he's an MP uh, for Auckland South Perthshire. Uh, Perthshire. Uh, he joins me now. John, you're very, very welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, what, what value is there in a de facto referendum if the Supreme Court says it doesn't count? Well, of course, we've been told uh, for years, for decades, that we're in a voluntary union, that this is a union of equals, and although we're the smaller party... We're entitled to leave. Every senior politician that I can think of has said that we are entitled to leave. Well, the obvious question has to be asked, if we're entitled to leave, how do we leave? We've been told by the Supreme Court today that the Scottish Parliament is is not sovereign, um, unlike the Irish Parliament, that it's not sovereign and that we cannot uh, hold a referendum on our own. We have to wait for number 10 Downing Street to give us permission. Well, what kind of marriage of equality is that where you can only leave providing your partner tells you that you can leave? Uh, yeah, it, people might think it doesn't sound fair, but I, I'm reminded of that a great old saying that you don't go to court to get justice, you go to get the law. Yes, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I'm not blaming the justices for it. The justices were interpreting the law, they weren't making the law, which then throws this whole conundrum back to Westminster because there are two parliaments in, um, in, in, uh, involved in this. The Scottish Parliament, which I believe is sovereign, and I believe the Scottish people are sovereign. And then there's Westminster. And what they're saying is under the current law, Westminster has to let us go. Can you imagine the rage that the Brexiters would have felt if they'd been told that they could only have a Brexit referendum, they could only leave the European Union if Brussels had given them permission, and yet they see nothing wrong in this ridiculous position in which Scotland finds itself. Uh, yeah, and, and Scotland does find itself in this position, kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. There's very little the SNP or the devolved parliament can do, is there? Well, if you look at the demography of the support for independence amongst young people under 35 is running at more than 70%. It's the very opposite of Brexit, where young people were against Brexit and old people were in favour. In Scotland, young people are strongly in favour of independence and getting back into the European Union as soon as possible. And it's the older voters who are more conservative when it comes to the constitution. I've been around politics long enough to remember the days when uh, Westminster told us that we couldn't have a Scottish Parliament at all because there was no demand for it, and the Tories said that they would never participate in a Scottish Parliament. Well, that didn't last the test of time, and I don't think this will either. If you have more than half of the Scottish people supporting independence, 
if this is a democracy, if it's a functioning, modern, European democracy, you can't hold a whole people captive against their will in the Union. It's, it's it's just not sustainable. So what is the hope? Is it that there's kind of a resounding victory in the next general election for the SNP and it sends a message to, to Downing Street and to Westminster that they simply must acquiesce to this request? Well, I think that's what the First Minister has said today, that she will test Scottish public opinion on this, either in a uh, Scottish parliamentary election or in a UK parliamentary election. It was Margaret Thatcher who used to say that a majority of Scottish National Party members of Parliament elected to Westminster would constitute a mandate for independence. So so that idea has been around for a long time, back in the 70s, when Mrs Thatcher used to say that, when it was inconceivable there'd be a majority of SNP MPs. I think we're going to have to wait to see how this plays out. But, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of people who are not yet convinced about independence, who nonetheless mm. think that the Scottish people are sovereign, that Holyrood is sovereign and that it's up to us to decide our own future. And I don't think the Conservatives and the Unionist politicians are stretching out to them effectively. In fact, I think this decision today Mm. might, in a strange way, end up helping uh, my party's cause, my country's cause. All right. On that note, John, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. John Nicholson is the SNP's Shadow Culture Secretary. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.